You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Down the sideline, touchdown! And he looks the other way and it's intercepted! Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, here with uh, my co-host, Jay Binkley. Hey, Space. Dusty Likens behind the, the uh, glass. And the Chiefs lose a 31-224 uh, game to the Houston Tech- Texans, their second loss uh, in a row. Uh, I'm going to start by saying... There are just so many problems right now, uh, and, and nearly all of them reared their ugly head against the Texans on Sunday. The Chiefs are badly injured. They're without their best player in Chris Jones on the defensive side of the football. Sammy Watkins is not healthy. Uh, the left side of their line, some other injuries. Uh, the run defense remains atrocious. The Chiefs are undisciplined when it comes to penalties. The tackling is horrendous. Deshaun Watson felt no pressure. Uh, the Chiefs were fortunate. And I'm going to stress you're fortunate to have Tyree kill because had they not, this is probably a blowout. Uh, 31-24 to win for the Houston Texans. No question about it, Pete. And they, they played absolutely soft today. And the recipe is out there against the Chiefs. And you're 100% right. The Texans and Will Fuller dropped three to four touchdown passes. I'll take one away because they ended up scoring a touchdown on one of his drops. But they had an opportunity. Missed an extra point. Missed a field goal. This could have been... Even a worse game than that. But time of possession, 39-15 to 20-12 of the Chiefs. Yet there's the Chiefs right there in the game. That's the Patrick Mahomes effect. They can't run the football and they can't stop the run. This team cannot stop the run. And not only that, they're playing undisciplined football. We started to see cracks throughout the year. And even, you know, and I don't even think it's that big of a deal, but the whole Kelsey push on the enemy a week ago, that's undisciplined football. Today, 11 penalties for 79 yards. Last week, 11 penalties for 125 yards, the Chiefs are fourth in the NFL in penalty yardage given up. They were number one last year in penalties and penalty yardage. That is killing the drives. Mahomes is not 100%, but this defense, running defense, time of possession does matter. I've been hammering this out, Pete. Time of possession does matter. 39-15 to 20-12 of the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw some weird play calling from Andy Reid. I tweeted out in the beginning, it's a clinic by Andy Reid. Romeo Cordell made adjustments. Chiefs were killing that man with Tyree Kill that you mentioned that became really, if he's not in this game, we're looking at a completely different game with this athletic ability. But only 53 yards. Andy Reid ran when he should have passed, passed when he should have ran at the end of the first half. Bizarre, bizarre ending to the first half with the interception that should have been knocked down by Thornhill instead of intercepting it. That's, again, smart football. Play smart football. It was fourth down. Knock it down. Take the ball where the Texans had it instead of taking the touchback. Again, it's smart football that they're not doing. 192 yards rushing um, for the Texans today. Absolutely atrocious defense 
for the Chiefs. They've got to solve, and this is Carlos Hyde doing this, right? You know, it's any running back that comes. This is Carryon Johnson that came into the Lions game with the third worst per carry average in the NFL, two point six, getting yards. This is Carlos Hyde destroying you. I mean, this is these are not the A list running backs hurting the Kansas City Chiefs. This is whoever you got is going through this defensive line like Sharman. You could take a random person off the street now. If they play D3 football, you put them on a team with some blocking against the Chiefs defense, they're probably going for a buck 25. We all called it. How many times did we say this week, Carlos Hyde's going for a buck 25 and a touchdown? Wasn't quite that. We were nine yards short, but 116 yards uh, and a touchdown for Carlos Hyde in the Texans' 31-24 to victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show is presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. If you want to get involved, here's how. 913-576-7610. You can also text us on the Protein House. Eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in a little bit. But let's start with the phone line and go to Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reggie? Hey, man. Um, this is this is This is bad. Um... We gave up 196 yards on the ground again to uh, to Carlos Hyde. At this point, Wyandot High School. No, he didn't have all of them, Reg. Yeah. Huh? No, they they collectively got that between Duke Johnson and that. Deshaun. Yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. I, I saw a stat breakdown, but I'm saying we gave up 196 yards. How whoever got it um, doesn't matter. But that's back to back weeks, uh, three weeks in a row with 150 plus yards. On the ground, and this 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 Chiefs team is like having a Bugatti with no engine. Like the offense, the offense is the Bugatti, but the defense is is the engineless car. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a really nice car, but you have no engine in it, and it doesn't even matter at this point how good your offense is because your defense is this porous and this atrocious. And I'm officially concerned. Um, about moving forward, even going into a playoff run, because I mean the blueprint is out. Not necessarily how you stop the Chiefs; you just run the ball on them, and that essentially just keeps Patrick Mahomes off the field, and the, the offense is irrelevant at that point. So um, I don't know how you fix it. Maybe Therese has some something with the twenty-two breakdown, but this defense is going to officially derail our playoff chances. All right. Yeah, the, the one thing about it too is Pete. You know, Frank Clark did force that fumble, but he was irrelevant today. Got a lot of one-on-one coverage. He went. He, uh, he was switched to the other side. Yeah, he was going right to the left, and, and, and it made no difference because they were trying to get him on the right tackle instead of the left tackle. What could Frank Clark do? We saw Deshaun Watson gets in the end zone again. That's an attitude thing. This defense is missing that attitude. The Honey Badger talked about it last week after the game, and I'd like to hear. I can't wait to hear him after this game because he talked about the discipline and the attitude that you need to play defense. And I'll, I'll give the Texans credit because they switched things up. Again, the Chiefs lose by a touchdown. Could have been worse because Texans dropped the ball. This was just a bad football game all the way around. Texans, it was bad. For the Chiefs, it was bad. It was a bad, sloppy game by both teams. Houston did leave some points off the board. There's no question about it. But I thought the play calling um, by the Chiefs, it was a good first quarter where they scored 17 points, finally off to Schneid at the beginning of the game where they had been buried. But the Texans hung around, came back, and were able to keep the run. You knew the second half was going to be full of the run for the Houston Texans and play-action pass off of that. Again, the last two weeks, I don't think the play calling has been great except that first quarter I was delighted. Andy Reid was mixing up the run with the pass, and it was a beautiful thing. And then they totally abandoned it. They, they Instead of running uh, at the end there, they tried to go for the pass at the end of the first half. And the previous drive the Chiefs had, they just passed the ball yeah. every single down, didn't run the football. You have got to take some pressure. They say Pat Mahomes can win this game. Every single game, they say number 15 
go win this game. But other teams are learning. We saw this at the end of last year. get the opportunity today. We should have learned it last year. When the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Chargers that beat us, we're 0-2 at Arrowhead now. You know, these teams that played the Chiefs closely, and what you've seen this year from the Lions and and, and, and last week against the Colts, time of possession running the football do matter against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I've heard a lot of debating whether the run defense hurts you or not. It's unequivocally, I don't care what the stat guys say, it hurts you. When you keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline, you are hurting the team by running the football, controlling the clock. So I don't, I don't want to hear any other explanations. That is a huge one for the Kansas City Chiefs. I completely agree. The run defense is a problem. You can't tell me that an opposing team coming in and running five yards, five yards, six yards, seven yards, nine yards is not a problem, especially when... You're playing from behind. It might be a case of a Chiefs, the old Chiefs, the healthy Chiefs that were way ahead where, okay, the run defense doesn't matter because the team has to pass. Nobody has to pass right now. Well, they, they can just they're, run they're the game down. There at the end of Carlos Hyde. They can run the game down. Version. They could run the game down. And because they're ahead, you see the time is just running out on the Chiefs. And you mentioned Tyron Matthew and how the Chiefs need to be more disciplined. The Chiefs are the worst type of thing you right now. You can't correct us at the trade deadline. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are the worst type of thing right now. And they are a team that talks the talk but they are not walking the walk. They talk like they're good. They talk like they're a team that's going to get it together and fix things, and they are a bad football team. There's no way around that right now. That could change. It's not like it's... 0-2 at the friendly confines of Arrowhead Stadium. Let that sink in. Bad football teams... Let that sink in. Bad football teams, when your quarterback is hurt, don't run the football, they make a mistake. Bad football teams take... As many penalties as the Chiefs did We're today. Not Bad football teams don't tackle like the Chiefs did today. That's what that's what the Chiefs are right now. Let's go back out to the phone line. Steve, what's going on? Man, we can just flat out got our butt kicked. I mean, in the immortal words of Rob Schneider, the water boy, we suck again. Man. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Let's go out to Josh. Josh, what do you what do you have going on? Hey guys. Uh Man, I'm feeling a little disgusted and disappointed with that with our defense. You know, I feel like we were all sold a bill of goods with Steve Spagnuolo coming over. Uh, man, we can't we can't stop the run like you you can't stop the damn nosebleed with you know two napkins. I, I we got the trade deadline coming up. You guys think there's anybody out there that might help solidify the defensive line? Um, other than that, that's all I got. I think what is amazing oh, right now one and two Pete might is be good for the Ravens. I think what's amazing right now is we felt that this was such a complete football team that one player, and it would be a cornerback, would be able to come in at the deadline. I did this too. I'm guilty. I'll take that. And would fix all the problems. We Once you get this cornerback, it's going to be great. You're seeing the linebackers are bad right now. Uh, the secondary actually played okay today. Uh, you need a defensive tackle because Chris Jones today was clearly missed. There are just so many needs. And you look at even the other side of the football, Sammy Watkins being out makes a difference. Guys like Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, who is developing and may one day get to that level, who knows? They're just not Sammy Watkins. They don't make the separation that Sammy Watkins can do. Uh, and so you're missing that. There are just so many needs, I think, for this Chiefs football team. No question about it. It's going to have to be attitude. You can't go out there and make all these deals. Now, the Patriots are sitting back here and say, well, we just need a wide receiver. A.J. Green, come on over. And by the way, text line, I forgot about the Ravens game. One and two, but today was their second loss at Arrowhead Stadium. That shouldn't be this part of the season. We already have two losses at home. I wasn't counting the Ravens win. Right. But course. it's a meat point. Right now, they're playing like crap. Let's keep the phone lines moving here. Tanner, what's going on? 
Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi, Tanner. Um, uh, this might be a hot take or, you know, a knee-jerk reaction, but I think I'm over the Andy Reid thing. Um, now, hear me out when I say this. He's allowed this defense to be like this year after year. He could have hired Rex Ryan. He didn't hire Rex Ryan. He hired Spags because he's a familiar face. I mean, this is just crazy. He's the head of the personnel department. He makes the, all the football decisions. I mean, there's a reason why this guy hasn't won a Super Bowl. I mean, it is just – and then the, the terrible, critical situation play calls. I know he's a great coach. He brought a winning organization to the Chiefs. Um, he turned this franchise around. But I don't think we're going to win a Super Bowl with him. I really don't. You know, it's fair. And there was a point where the Philadelphia Eagles fan base at the end finally got tired of Andy Reid. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if that starts happening with some fans. I want to remind people both sides of this. It's hard to make the playoffs in the National Football League. Andy Reid has found a way to do it. I know he hasn't necessarily won in the postseason, but you need to remember the old days for a second. It, it's not easy to consistently make the playoffs in the National Football League. Now, that being said, I look at Andy Reid, and I see somebody who got rid of the GM he didn't necessarily agree with, and he hired a guy that used to be his intern as his GM. So he has his GM now. The defense wasn't good. Okay, Bob Sutton lost the room. You finally bring in your hand-picked defensive coordinator. You go and get your quarterback. I know uh, I know that Alex Smith, uh, Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb were okay, but this is a different animal. You're finally going to be able to win. The excuses for Andy Reid to not win a Super Bowl are non-existent now, and so you have to see how he does this year. I, I, I 100% agree with you, and the one thing about it is, remember in Philadelphia, Jim Johnson was a, was a mastermind on right. the defense. That defense was Defensive head coach, basically. He actually took Juan Castillo who was an offensive coach, and moved him to the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. I'm not kidding. It was their offensive line coach in Philly. He turns him around, makes him the defensive coordinator. You know where he is now? He's back to running the uh, running game for the Buffalo Bills. So he's done this in the past. It's almost like he doesn't care about that side of the, the football. But listen, who, who do you want instead of Andy Reid? Andy Reid has done nothing but win. He gets to the postseason, and he's a mastermind with Patrick Mahomes. Do I wish he cared more about the defense? A hundred percent. It's been the Achilles heel. He was way too loyal to Bob Sutton. Uh, he brings in Spags, hoping for, but again, Spags not the magic man. Pete and I were in St. Joe a lot. To, well, Pete was there every day. Right. And the defense did look better. It did look better. You know, I was on record saying this defense does look better because I like the addition of the Honey Badger. And I liked Frank Clark before he got here. Now, the elbow is bothering him. I don't know what's going on with Frank Clark, and I can't figure it out. But I was a Frank Clark guy. Uh, but, he, but I clearly can't be now because he's not drawing those double teams. But... As far as Andy Reid, no. It doesn't make a ton of sense. But here's the one thing about it, Pete. I think he does need to, at some point, look at what's going on with the defense. Because if you know offense like he does and how to attack a defense, I bring this up all the time. Tom Bali back in 2013, was in training camp one day, and Andy Reid walked over to him and gave him pointers about being in pass coverage and rushing the passer. Tom Bali said Andy Reid gave him pointers. I know he knows that side of the ball. Romeo Cordell once stepped away from being defensive coordinator Said to go hold the offense's hand, which was dumb because he's the best defensive coordinator the Chiefs had at the time. Right. I'm not saying Andy Reid needs to do that, but he does need to pay a little bit more attention to the defense because being a head coach, being a mastermind of the game of football, the guy knows more football than that. And he's forgotten more football than we know collectively. Of course, of course. And he can do it, but he needs to pay more attention to that side of the ball and help them out because I believe he can do it as a as a football coach. Get that side of the ball. You're not going anywhere. I don't care if you have the MVP. You're not going anywhere if you don't fix his defense, Andy. Yeah, the worst thing I think today, even, is the Texans were saying, here, guys, win. Win this football game. 
The kicker can't make a field goal. The Texans themselves, they take 10 penalties for 70 yards. Will Fuller probably drops two scores, maybe three. DeAndre Hopkins dropped a touchdown. The Texans were saying, here you go, Chiefs. We know you're injured. Here's the win. And the Chiefs couldn't get it done. The Chiefs couldn't get it done. Uh, if you want to get involved, please do. 69306 at the Protein House. Heat with a purpose. Text line 913-576-7610. Brandon, what's on your mind? I just want to say, you know, like, you know, I see Patrick Mahomes out here doing all he can, so, you know, I give him a lot of kudos for dragging this offensive move for these offensive linemen who can't block. But, you know, like I said, that's my first point. And then my second point is, you know, I think we're paying too much attention to this Frank Clark deal. When he's got that at front seven or front eight, he could stop a pile of bricks if they were running through the hole. So I think that's more of the issue we should be focused on because even if Frank Clark had eight sacks right now, that still don't you still couldn't stop the run game. You know, even Chris Jones in there, I mean, any running back who's breathing can come through and run 150 yards. And then I would like to agree with some of the other callers on the Andy Reid front, but it's not for his choice of defensive coordinator and who he picked. It's just the penalties. Like, he's, I right. think he's too much of a player coach. Like, in practice, I mean, he should be getting into him for these penalties. Like, we shot ourselves in the foot repeatedly. And every week we come out here and we see penalties and more penalties, more penalties. And a lot of it is just self-inflicting wounds because he's not getting on them and getting them a lot and saying, hey, if we don't show ourselves in the first, we're trying to win these close games. We was in a game with the Warriors, we was in this game, but the penalties. Yeah, 11 penalties uh, for 79 yards. And a quick point about Patrick Mahomes, that ankle's an issue. He comes out and he's playing like his old self. I said it before the game, I'm just going to reiterate. He comes out playing like his old self. As soon as he gets taken down once, he's a different quarterback. You could see right after he was taken down initially, I think it was the middle of the second quarter today, he was not the same. He looked like he was a little bit off. He was a little bit more inaccurate. He had the interception that, again, bad bad game for the refs, too. I'm not going to sit here and blame refs, but atrocious game that, that was should have been called back but wasn't anyway. Throws an interception, which is uncharacteristic of Patrick Mahomes. They have to protect him, and it has to be perfect. I understand it's asking a lot. Trust me, it's the Texans' front seven. But that just is what it is right now. They have to protect him completely. No, I'm with you. In mixing in a run just a little bit for the Chiefs last week, Andy's got to know. I mean, Andy knows deep down. Mahomes is not 100%. Again, they're asking him to do everything. They're just asking Pat Mahomes to do everything, even with the bad angle. But he was off. And if you watch the halftime show, Nate Burleson stuff, they were breaking it down. See, does Mahomes look different because he's throwing off his back foot a lot? You know, he's not able to put anything in it with right. that, that left it angle. It looks like it. It does look like it. That's why you got to take the pressure of, off him a little bit. Add in the running game. As Sean Salisbury uh, said with this you. week with the show and Bernie, comes on every week and made a great assessment of it as a former quarterback in the NFL. It doesn't matter the yards that you're getting, but the attempts you're doing. You don't take away the play action from somebody that's very good at the play action. Again, I loved what they were doing in the first quarter. Putting a guy in motion, running the, the, the running back to the other side, splitting the linebackers to both directions. Love the play calling, and then it just started to collapse on him. And Romeo Cornell, hat tip to him. Chiefs, he did a nice job. Chiefs losing 31-24. to 24. Sully, what's on your mind? What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, been a while. Yep. I, I hear everybody talking about Mahomes. I hear everybody talking about Andy Reid, and everybody deserves a little bit of criticism, but this is 100% on Brett Beach. They're horrible, horrible Roster roster composition here, guys. His idea to protect the MVP was to try Cam Irving out there multiple weeks in a row as a left tackle, and that's why the ankles busted up. Yep. His defense, when you trade that much 
cost-controlled draft capital so you can hand Frank Clark $105 million. You were way more. You needed six, seven pieces, not $105 million player. That's your problem on defense. It's, it's a terrible end. And, I mean, he's drafted no offensive linemen who have panned out, and we needed way more than a, than a young safety uh, Matthew in a $105 million defensive end. We've had zero corners. We have zero linebackers. And the defensive line outside of Jones is bad. This is on Veach. Yeah, there, there's a good point in that. This roster, I'll always compliment Brett Veach for his depth decisions. I think he finds this depth of contributors where other people might have passed on him or they're just readily available. But these bigger picture signings, Sammy Watkins was not playing today. Frank Clark has been invisible so far this season. Some of these bigger picture things, you can say, oh, yeah, but Mahomes, he didn't make the Mahomes pick. We're not going to open up that can of worms, but that doesn't get credited to Brett Veach. So what has he really done? It was all Andy Reid. We know that. that right. was the walk, the uh, Mahomes is 100% Andy Reid. But you're right about Watkins. He comes in here making the big money. Irrelevant for the Chiefs because he's always hurt. You look at the top five highest paid players this season, just on base salary. Sammy Watkins, number one. Yep. Can't even get on the field. Travis Kelsey, okay, buy that one. Okay. LDT, Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher's not even playing for you. You can't blame that. He's got but a Kelsey core injury. Kelsey was a pick before he got here. And then Frank Clark, Mitch Schwartz, the Honey Badger, Hitchens, and Sorensen. That, that's not a great way to spend money. And I'm with you. But he, you know what? He's not had that first rounder. You know, he's had that. But that was by his own doing. It's by his own doings. I get his that. His first rounder I understand is that. Frank Clark. I understand that. Which, you know, at that point, I mean, you got to call it what it is. And that's the unfortunate reality. I mean, there's uh, been a lot of bad picks, too. The Breland Speaks. I mean, I know he's hurt this year, but come on. What was he going to do to this team? Nothing. The Chiefs lose 31-24, to the second loss in a row. They are now 4-2. and two. When we come back, Tyreek Hithu spoke to the media. We have their audio. We'll play it for you, and that's next. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. The Chiefs losing at Arrowhead Stadium today, 31 to 24. They dropped to four and two. We talked about Tyree Kill a little bit before coming back and having uh, the two touchdowns for the Chiefs. A really good game. If it wasn't for Hill back in the lineup, I don't know what this game would have looked like. Hill spoke to the media right after the loss. A pair of touchdowns, though. Can you take us through both of those? Uh, just this pack just trusting me on the first one. The second was this. You know what I'm saying? This pack creating opportunities and me just finding the open seams in the zone. So, How much does that show his unselfish leadership? Because he could have easily ran that in, but instead he wanted to make you look good. This pack, I don't even be quarterback, so I thank him for the easy touchdown. That first one just kind of grabbing in front of two guys. That was pretty, pretty I'm just good. Making, I'm just making a prayer for my quarterback. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make him work for the best. You know what I'm saying? That's my dog. That's my boy. So if he throw it up, I tell each and every one of the receivers, that's our ball. It don't matter if it's five people around the floor or one. We're going to get the ball. We're going to take the ball. Where do you guys go from here now after this? Um... And we just use this as like one of those adversity moments. You know, we just build off this. We just continue to build throughout the season. We're going to bounce back. We're the Chiefs. That's what we do. We've got the MVP quarterback, we've got the best tight end in the league. We've got the best offensive line in the league, in my opinion. So we're just going to keep building off that. What happened in the second half where it kind of slowed down a little bit of offensively? I, mean, I don't know. You know? I mean, I, I'm just out there running my route, doing my thing. You know, so that's why I tell my guys, like, control what we can control. what we can control. So that's what we do. Tariq, when did you know you were going to play? Uh, I probably, I've been new for real though. You know, I mean, I talk to a lot of people. I mean, 
and Rick, um, Coach Reed, so everybody was like involved in the situation. So they asked me how I felt, you know, and I told them, obviously, I'm going to say I want to play because I've been, I, I missed like four weeks, so I played. Did you feel limited at all? Not really, I played. I'm just happy, like I said, I'm just limited. Act fool, I don't care. As long as I'm out there with, with my brother, I don't, I don't, it don't matter. Uh, couple more guys. Not only did you play, you did a backflip. How long had you been waiting to do that? Uh, it's just something that I that just popped in my head, you know, trying to add to my celebration. So that's Tyreek Hill in his return to the Chiefs lineup. Five catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns, but not enough in a 31-24 loss. And he also became the sixth Chiefs receiver to lead in yardage in six straight games. Right. Because he was, well, obviously he's hurt, but he comes back. But again, I mean, it just shows you, Pat, in the distribution of the footballs. Uh, does Pat have the help? I, I see a lot of stuff about Brett Beach. You know, the text line's been full of that, and, and Twitter's been full of that. Does he have enough help? Hardman is the only guy drafted by Brett Beach to help out Patrick Mahomes. We basically, Nick Allegretti was brought in for the offensive line. I mean, he's done nothing. Listen to this, Pete. The first year for Beach draft, Breland Speaks, Derek Nottie, Dorian O'Daniel, Armani Watts, Tremont Smith, Khalil McKenzie. Grab me the bucket I'm going to throw up. <laughs> it's bad. And the only real, I think, value you can point to right now, and you're not 100% sure of this. I feel okay about it. But, again, you're not 100% it is early. Is McCole Hardman and Juan Thornhill will be key pieces for you? Thornhill, again, today, I, I think, is starting to look like a legitimate starting safety in the National Football League. He got his first pick of his career. Agre- agreed, but, but he should have got that that's, pick. That's not enough. He should have knocked it down. Right, but yes, it's yes, not enough. Of course, <laughs> he should have knocked it down. He did it. He did it a few games ago when when I believe the Ravens were trying to to score, or it wasn't. I, I might be missing the team, but Thornhill knocked it down. A little bit of a brain fart for him today, but uh, is able to record the first interception of the season. He plays next to the Honey Badger, who also spoke to the media right after the game. Some technical difficulties uh, with the honey badger there, but uh, again, this Takes was what he wants. This was <laughs> obviously not good audio. This was a game that he talked up all week. He was playing the Texans. He knew that Bill O'Brien would be going up, um, you know, trying to to throw at him. He said, and you could tell he was fired up trying to get this victory, just not able to do it. Yeah, and his little uh, beef with the Kiki QT, Mahomes' old teammate at Texas Tech. They were uh, jawing at each other a little bit today, but uh, he talked about it last week, and he, he was so right, and I. I remember talking about it last week. He talked about attitude. I mean, they've got to get a better attitude. Hard-nosed pe- people can't tackle anymore in this league. They don't tackle in high school anymore because everybody's running the spread. You don't tackle in college because everybody's running the spread. Remember Derek Johnson telling me at one point, well, you only have 14 pet of practices during the season with 16 games. The tackling skills get worse. This team cannot tackle. I think we do have Tyron Matthew now. Here's the honey badger. What, what were they doing to kind of have that much success? I'm not sure. I gotta really look at the tape. Um, yeah, I gotta look at the tape. How much did missed tackles just impact your guys' ability to get off the field today? Well, you know, yeah, I think the first series, obviously, whoever gets that first has to make the tackle. Um, you know, once you get to the second and third level, um, you know, it becomes a you know pretty hard tackle. So uh, we just gotta do a good job of you know building the wall and then um, you know setting edges and you know. Playing off of each other. 
this whole week you guys mentioned attitude and brand attitude. Do you still think you brought the attitude today despite uh, what, what statistically turned out to be a loss? Well, I thought we did some good things. Um, I thought we played well, um, you know, in certain series season uh, stretches. Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't play well enough, though. Is it surprising all given the focus that Andy gave on turn turnovers and sort of penalties that it sort of reared its head today in, in both categories? The fact that you guys couldn't necessarily get um, off the field because of penalties. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, coaches, you know, obviously harp on that, and you know, we, we talk about that, and um, you know, uh, I think it, it hurt us a couple times a day. Uh, you know, I remember one time we had him down on the ten yard line, we get the we get the PI call and. That, that that drive turns into a touchdown, so yeah, a lot of that today. Yeah, on on the fourth down, I know you guys did a, just sort of a zero blitz. Just how tough is it to to get Deshaun when he's so mobile and is still able to make a play there to to sort of end the game? Yeah, um, you know we go, we go zero blitzing. You know they they, they line up and empty. You know if, if the pressure don't get there, somebody's mm-hmm. gonna be wide open. That's mm-hmm. just the NFL. So uh, yeah, we got to do a better job. Um, you know front end to back end. And um, you know, gotta start, gotta start realizing that we need each other up front, back end, everybody, in in between. Um, you know, it's a it's a group effort. Till we buy into that, we'll, we'll, we'll keep playing like that. Was it frustrating how they were able to keep slowly churning out yards on the ground? I mean, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, each and every week, um, you know, they seem to do that. Um, we gotta do a better job, especially on the back end. It's coming up. You know, making tackles and, um, you know, yeah, got to do a better job. Teachable moment for Juan Thornhill there with the interception in the end zone at the, at the end of the first half. Well, I thought that was a great play. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why that's why he's our starter. You know, that's why he's here to, uh, you know, really make make impact plays like that. I thought that play was huge, you know, before the half. Obviously, we didn't get what we wanted out of it, but that was, that was a big-time play. Great, thanks, guys. Tyron, Tyron Matthew, after the game, um, Juan Thornhill obviously should have knocked it down, but he says it, it was more interesting from Tyron Matthew, though, Jay, was the fact that you could kind of hear him saying, yeah. if the front end of this, the front seven, doesn't get better, what can the safeties and cornerbacks really do? I mean, this is the NFL in 2019, a passing league. You have to get pressure. You absolutely have to get pressure, and you got to put pressure on the quarterback. This is a team. Now, keep in mind, Deshaun Watson has been sacked 99 times in his really short career. He came in the league same year Mahomes. Mahomes, three times less sacks um, than Deshaun Watson. Zero sacks. This second straight week, and they, they got hurt on the offensive line. You know, they, 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 they got a little banged up on the line, but they didn't give up a sack last week, the Texans did. Didn't give up a sack this week. They gave up six the week before that, and they had 18. He's been sacked 18 times, more than double, almost triple the amount of what's Mahomes at seven, I think, and, and they were at 18. Mahomes did get sacked once today, but not putting pressure on the quarterback, let them do what they want. But the Swiss cheese mentality of letting a run game dominate you in that drive at the end, no third downs for the, the Texans on their final touchdown drive, not one single third down. I mean, you just go through the stat line 35 first downs to 20 of the Chiefs. Well, BK had a great stat earlier with the second most in the NFL. This year, third down efficiency, five for 12. You know, but the time of possession, 39-48 to 20-12, that's embarrassing. 100%. And then they've got to flip that around. But they started off so good, up 17-3. to three. Texans made adjustments. The Chiefs didn't. They really didn't. You know, you're up 17-3. to three. They had to flip the switch. Chiefs looked outstanding in that first quarter. 
I'll give you a stat here. And again, I know a lot of people were talking about time of possession this week, but this is ridiculous. In the first quarter, they held the ball for 8.53, the Chiefs I'm talking about. Second quarter, 5.25. Third quarter, 4.29. And in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs had the ball for just 1.25 in the fourth quarter. You can't win. You can say whatever you want about time of possession. You can't win the football game if you're holding it a minute uh, a quarter. You can call us 913-576-7610 or hit us on the Protein House E with the Purpose text line 69306. Let's go back to the phone lines. Double J, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking the call. You know, just a disappointing loss today. Uh, we didn't play very good on defense. Uh, uh, the running back was, he went off on us today. Both both of them hide in Drake did and uh, they, they need to figure out something on the defense. And honestly, Andy Reid needs to make the players run sprints up and down for all the penalties they get. Make them a better team. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, 11 penalties for 79 yards. The Texans uh, outgained the Chiefs 472 to 3. And it was a Kenyon Drake. It is Duke Johnson, but if Kenyon Drake ran the ball, he would have been effective. We got a tweet, Pete, Any, anybody and you. From Allen, they tweeted at you and I saying that Carlos Hyde should have made this team. He would have been more valuable. No, LaShawn McCoy would have torn us up if he was with the Texans. Darwin Thompson would have had his first 100-yard game any running if back he played for in. the Texans. Yes, anybody that runs against the Chiefs will look fantastic. Agreed. I mean, it's a fantasy slam dunk. Let's keep it going, Jeremiah. How's it going, guys? Um, let's keep it going on the phone line with CJ. CJ. What's it so mad about, man? Hey, let me tell you something. Hey, Big, what's up? Okay. Striking out the phone line. It's a 30. Did CJ cuss? CJ. I think he did, yeah. Sound like CJ. 31 to 20. What's up, honey, love? People are upset today. They're uh, very mad. They're the, very mad. The, the Texans like losing three their, calls now, four calls. The yeah, Texans. We're two calls away from not taking any more calls. Keep it clean. Let's keep it clean out there. I know you're the team, but keep it clean. Two weeks All right? Or calls. Keep it clean. Cussing. We're mixing it up. Chris, Chris, if you can maybe not say a cuss word, we'd appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just want to get your guys' idea on why the Chiefs. Uh, cannot seem to build a balanced team. Andy Reid inherited this team with a good top 10 defense, and we've slowly watched this uh, defense deteriorate over the last five or six years. And just the unbalanced. And it seems to be that way with all of Andy Reid's teams, even dating back to Philly. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think the one theme that concerns me in an Andy Reid team, and and just as this has been since 2013 they've never really gotten too disciplined with penalties the run defense even years ago to now has always not been great and seems to be ignored uh and then again it's just some of the playoff success you had a couple shots with alex smith where they were good shots and it just seemed like the team wasn't ready in the playoffs those are some big complaints and things that have just been consistent since andy reed's been here you know, it really has. And you're right, Bob Sutton was top 10 in scoring defense his first couple of years in Kansas City that gradually started to erode. But the Chiefs have never struck that balance. When Dick Vermeil was here, that 2003 team was so good, but they couldn't play defense. It was the career day defense, I named it, because they'd give up a career day every time that they played. And I know there's this big, you know, there's a lot of discussions in the analytic world when it comes to football. Is it important to be a balanced football team? 
I've contended that it is important to be a balanced football team. People point to the Rams, the 99 Rams, but they were fourth in scoring defense, all right? Still a good defense. The Patriots, you know, people are worried about them crumbling. But you know what? That number one defense, I'll take it. Right. I'll take it. And having Tom Brady just to make the plays, I'll take that. But you got to find a way to at least be in the top half. That's all we're asking for with the Chiefs defense. Be top half. They don't have to be great. I mean, this defense last year was atrocious, and they were on the doorstep in an offsides from being in the Super Bowl, which I think they would have won had they gone and faced the Rams. And, and I'll still say that they were that close to a Super Bowl championship, to be quite honest with you, because I think they would have gotten the edge over the Rams in, in that final game. But they weren't balanced at all, and they haven't found that balance. They've tried to. You know, I love Steve Spagnuolo's hired Matt House, one of the right. finest defensive coordinators in the country at Kentucky, held Missouri, and then high-powered offense, Drew Locke, to one first down in the second half. He's just your linebacker coach. Right. Then Brendan Daly brings over the hardware and the rings, three of them, from the Patriots to be on your defensive line. Yeah, that once coached Aaron Donald. You know, I was expecting the players to elevate. And Frank Clark, I don't know if he's hurt or not, but he's drawn a lot of singles. He is not the same guy. And he did not. I told you today, I'm saying, watch Frank Clark. There was a play. He didn't even really rush. Right. I mean, it was just like no, standing it's huge, up. It's a significant problem. Yeah, you could have probably stood in front of him. I mean, I don't know about that. He, no, I think uh, big but, but as far as the the NFL guys go, yeah, it is concerning about how Frank Clark looks. Let's keep it going. Yeah, Deshaun Watson got him. You know, so right. so Frank Clark. I know the caller just a few that didn't cuss a few ago was talking about Frank Clark and the run defense. Well, he gave up a touchdown <laughs> the run defense to Deshaun Watson. Rookie defensive tackle Colin Saunders, one of the players stepping in with all these injuries. He spoke to the media right after the game. Not the outcome you want, obviously. But. Um, yeah, no, it was a quick, you know, quick pace. Uh, we, we knew coming into it that uh, they were going, if they were finding success, they was going to hurry up to the ball. And so I kind, I think they kind of speeded up the pace in general. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's obviously a different level. It's, uh, it's, it, I came from college; <laughs> it was a lot faster, and it was it was a different pace. But um, you know, I think I adjusted pretty well. For sure, a lot of the storylines, obviously, the last couple of weeks and moving forward, would probably be run game. How do you plan on, or how do you guys adjust moving forward? Um, I think we just go back to the tape and, uh, and I mean, stick to our keys and stick to the bases. I mean, we know the concepts we're getting, uh, so it's not like we're getting hit with, with unheard of things or anything. It's just um, we got to stop it, you know, and that's what it ultimately comes down to, a group of guys just blowing up and, and saying, you know, enough is enough as, as far as in the run game. So um, I think we'll be fine, though. Well, actually, I know we'll be fine. Right. Only, I mean, it's two losses in a row, but you guys are still four and two. How does the team kind of – talk about the record right now and moving forward? I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, my, it's my first go-around, but uh, all the vets and all the guys that's been here, it's like it's a long season. And, um, you know, I believe them, obviously, and, you know, that we can easily get back on track, you know, and um, we will get back on track. So I don't think um, it's anything to worry about. Like you said, we're 4-2, and two, and, you know, we can be better. We can be 6-0, and oh, like, you know. Like everybody wants to be, but unfortunately we aren't. So we're just going to keep fighting. And then, um, you know, like our coach always said, we want to be the best team we can be at the end of the season. And uh, we're going to work through the kinks right now, but but we got an ultimate goal in mind. Well, and a couple of guys having to step up because of injuries today. Overall, is the guys, you being one of the guys who had to step in, how do you think you guys did? Uh, I think uh, we, we definitely filled, filled the gaps uh, pretty well. I mean, you know, obviously it wasn't the outcome they wanted and, uh, you know, rushing yards and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you look at the score in general, you know, it's a close game and it's always a close game in the NFL. So I think we just got to do a couple things differently in order to win it instead of being on the other side of it. And uh, we should be all right. Uh, that's Colin Saunders, the Chiefs losing 31-24 to the Houston Texans. Pat Mahomes, 19 of 35.
five for 273 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception in the game. Pat Mahomes spoke to the media right after the game. Obviously, score points, obviously. Every mm-hmm. ball, but the defense is just struggling the way it is now. I mean, do you guys feel that pressure when you go on out there to produce every single time you get the ball? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, for us, our our how we feel and how, how we have been as an offense is that we're going to try to score on every single drive half that we couldn't get going, that we have to find ways to score whenever it's a, a close ball game at the end of the game. Patrick, if you thought your ankle was bugging you enough that it's preventing you from being able to do all you want to do, would you be able to say, I can't go, or is it just too hard because you're so competitive? Yeah, if I felt like Michael was affecting the, the team and, and the success of, of the offense, I would for sure uh, uh, move on. But uh, at the same time, I feel like I'm still moving around. I'm still able to run, scramble, uh, throw. And, uh, I mean, we just we just haven't executed a high enough, uh, high enough success rate as offense. Did you aggravate it on that, on that one play where you looked like you got hit in multiple ways? Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily aggravated it. A big dude just fell on it. And so I think even if it, if it was hurt before or wasn't hurt, it would have hurt anyways just from that guy falling on it. Can you sort of quantify how close you are to, to being 100% or at least where you feel like you need to be? Uh, I feel like I'm I'm good now, honestly. I mean, there's I'm still able to scramble, I'm still able to run and do all those different things. And so, uh, obviously, I'll still get treatment and stuff like that. But I feel like I can still do everything I need to do. Is it on that play with with Kelsey that ends up being an interception? Did you already know there was a flag coming and, and change your throw because of that? Um, well, the, the play was kind of designed where where Kelsey was doing a, a double move and. I, I was kind of letting him work it, knowing it was man coverage. And I, I saw him, I guess, getting ready to do his move. And I went to throw it uh, to the spot to kind of give him a chance. And then I, he wasn't there. And so I, after you, you looked at it, you realized he kind of got tackled. So that's the reason he wasn't there. But with how the rolling works, I guess, that they said that since the ball was uncatchable, that it wasn't pass interference or something. They actually said because it wasn't the receiver, but that actually was the receiver. Yeah, Kelsey was supposed to run a little double move up the sideline where he kind of went out and back up, and he tried to go out and he got tackled, and so that was that was the end of that. You, you, once the, the flag was down, you guys thought it was still going to be your ball. What was that like? Thirty seconds, like when you were trying to explain that to the referee? Yeah, well, I mean, we were just trying to get a kind of we're trying to get an explanation from the referee on why they they picked up the flag and and what was the reasoning, and they they said that. He the ball <clears throat> the ball was in my I had thrown the ball when he was getting held, which is a rule that you, that, that if it's uncatchable uh, you can't call pass interference. But I mean the reasoning of him actually running the the double move was the reason he fell down and that was uncatchable. Uh, it, it it shook me, but um, you have to move on. You have to play. You have to find a way to play better after that after that flag and find ways to win the game. Yeah, I mean I think they had gotten the call or something so they, they there was nothing they really could do I mean I know they're they're doing their best job trying to officiate the game the, the right way and so I mean once once it's over it's over you have to move on Patrick, sort of similarly on the penalty situation you probably wouldn't have thrown that ball I guess on the, on the first touchdown if, uh, not for the outside yeah you get all sides we, we had put ourselves in a hole with third and 20 or whatever it was so uh, we had all sides play, and, and so instead of going for maybe trying to get in the field goal range, knowing that uh, I had those free the, the free play, I put it up there for Tyreek, and he made a great play. Any surprise that he went up and got that ball in between two guys? No, that dude can jump out of the gym, man. I mean, if you ever see him dunking, I mean, he, he can jump up there and he can make plays. And so it's, it's good to have him back. Played well today. I mean, we'll keep he'll keep getting more and more uh, back in the offense as we uh, keep getting him back. How much pressure does he? 
Yeah, he definitely helps everyone. Uh, the the added attention that they have to give Tyreek, it helps open up other other guys. And, uh, I mean, we just have to find ways to have more success as an offense and be more efficient whenever we get our opportunities to find ways to win. Tell me more, guys. As a quarterback, is it kind of disheartening the last couple of games that you haven't been more balanced or a little bit, you know, 60 40 pass run, uh, you know, with the kind of position that you have uh, had the last two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think that just comes with the flow of the game. I mean, obviously, we want to be able to let our defense get a little bit more rest and not have those three and outs. But, uh, I mean, on the drives that we did have success on the fellow, we ran the ball, we threw the ball short, we threw it long, and, and we, we moved it with the, with the running game. And so just having more of those, not having those three and outs, not putting our defense right back on the field will definitely help out the whole team. Last one, Peter. Patrick, what's your message to the team on short Yeah, I mean, I mean you get the, you, you got to bounce back. I mean, we're going to Denver, which is not an easy place to play at. Um, against a division opponent, and so we know that you got to you got to have to right the ship. You have to make sure you get this thing going the right way again, and they're going to give us a great effort. And so we have to make sure that we uh, we find a way to come out with a win at the end. If you're looking for a bright side of this game and of this state of the Chiefs, it's that you get to play again in four days. Granted, you almost want the time so you can get a little bit healthy, but at the same time, if you can win in Denver, you feel a little bit better, and then you don't play for another ten days. Yeah, the mini bye week, the mini bye week that you get after for the Chiefs to get a little bit healthier. But you heard Pat there, you know, you wasn't using the officiating as an excuse. The officiating was terrible today. I think there's no doubt about it. They they rarely reverse that P.I. call. What, 7 out of 31 coming in this week? One of the last 20 in the last three weeks. It's such reversed. a joke. That whole he thing didn't is blame a joke. It. He yeah, didn't blame it. You know what? The, the Texans made a bunch of big mistakes, too. So let's not get crazy in the officiating. Let's look at that. You know what killed the Chiefs? The, t- the, the the scoring drives for the Texans, 12 plays, 49 yards, field goal, 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown, 12 plays, 80-yard, touchdown, one play, three yards at Deshaun Watson, the easy one that uh, that they, where they got the ball out of the fumble uh, by Patrick. Then the uh, Deshaun Watson, 12 play, 93 yards, which resulted in a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That just being dominant when you go on those kind of long drives, and especially that, that second-to-last TD when they didn't even have a third down on that drive. Completely... Um, Dominated. I mean, they're getting dominated physically, and that's the problem. You think, can you switch this around? Well, it's got to be an attitude, right? Because it's not like there's there's reserves or I players just... that you can play that can make this difference. And I felt all along, and I've really felt this the last couple of weeks, they're putting a lot, too much pressure on Pat Mahomes to bail him out. They're looking well, no at the doubt. MVP. I mean, to, what to, other part of the team to is, bail do you feel out. good about? No, but even last week was a great example. Pat, go out and beat the Colts. The secondary's torn up. Go out and beat them. We're not going to run the ball, even though they have the second worst yards per. Actually, they had the worst yards per carry against when the game was played on Sunday night. We're going to throw the ball instead of run the football to give you the play action. No, you have no Hill, you have no Watkins in the last game, and we're going to take the play action away from you too. I mean, it was, it was bad coaching. Yeah, and, and the problem I think for moms, there's zero defensive confidence. We have zero confidence in defense to ever even get the ball back to you right now, and, and that's part of the problem. The Chiefs lose their second game in a row, a 31-24 to loss to the Houston Texans. When we come back, you'll get to hear from the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. That's next. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Chiefs losing their second game in a row to the Houston Texans. They are now 4-2. and two. They play on Thursday night, but right now it's reaction time to this terrible effort at Andy Reid talking to the media um, after the game. 
right after that. All right. Uh, as far as the go, uh, really, Kendall Fuller It's the only one. He hurt his thumb. Um, they'll have that uh, x-rayed and looked at here. Um, I've got to do a better job getting our team ready to go, and um, that's where it starts. Uh, we're, we're more disciplined than what we're showing with, with the penalties and um, and drops and so on. We've got it in tackling. We've got a you know, we've got a bunch of things we've got to work on here um, and get them turned around. I've seen us uh, do it better, and we will do it better. And as coaches, we got to make sure we're putting the guys in the right position, and that, again, uh, starts right here with me. Um, there, there are a bunch of things to, to look at, uh, but, again, penalties, time of possession, um, you know, those are, those are pretty big uh, at this time, taking advantage of turnovers, we got to make sure that we do a better job offensively taking advantage of turnovers and, and uh, scoring touchdowns. Um, and that's, uh, again, that's my responsibility. So, anyway, with that time, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's some of what you deal with if you're in an RPO game. Um, if you're doing that, um, you're going to have some that end up being throws. Um, but that's how we roll. And um, we'll go back and look at it and see see what we need to do better there. I mean, that's, you know, uh, that starts with me. Andy, what was that? Did you get the explanation? Did it make sense to you on the play where they picked the flag up or after the interception? Well, they gave me an explanation, yeah, they did. Um, and so I... You take what they give you and you try to get going again. I mean, there's no use arguing about it um, more than what we did. So you got to move on. Was it just the same explanation that they announced? Yeah, I was going to ask them. Yeah. Hey, obviously, you wouldn't put Patrick out there. You know he's able to play, but I'm wondering if you're seeing any different mechanics at all. Or favorite. <laughs> no, I'm, listen, he's that. He's. A pretty good job the last couple of weeks, so he's made some nice throws, and um, you know, so I, no, I haven't. And I'm not telling you it doesn't hurt, but he he's been doing a nice job. You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the Chiefs' second loss of the season, mentioning RPOs for why the Chiefs didn't run the football. Run pass option is just that, and sometimes Patrick Mahomes is going to choose to throw the football. Well, they all do it. They all use the RPOs. They're a very prevalent uh, offensive system in the NFL. 11 carries to 41. But again, they, were, they had 20 minutes for time of possession. And there was a couple they just decided to pass the ball instead of run. But 11 carries, Pete. This is starting to get out of hand. I mean, you got to run the football. You know, call me old school purist, whatever you want to call me. I still believe in running the football. Hey, how did the New England Patriots turn out last year? They ran for 161 yards per game in the postseason. Oh, they put a ring on their finger? They did. Here's an incredible stat. The Texans never had a third down on the 12-play, 93-yard scoring drive. Uh, yeah. That pushed them ahead. Yeah. Let's continue with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Coming back, obviously, two touchdown catches, 10 targets, nine receptions. Did he look like Tyreek Hill that you've seen in practice Yeah, it was good to get him back out there. That was probably a positive to, to have him back out there and come out healthy most of all. So, yes. You limited his snaps a little bit. Obviously, that was the plan. Yeah, just getting them back in uh, the swing of the game, and we do. We have a quick turnaround, so our guys know that they we got to bounce back from this. We got to learn from our mistakes and uh, and get back and uh, get ready for a good Denver team. Andy, 
You know, I was on the bench when that went on, so I'm not sure I got the whole picture of it. So I'll have to go back and, and look at that. Um, Yeah, well, the, the obvious is that there are too many holes, and we've got to make sure that we squeeze on those and fill. So uh, that's a, the basics of it. But yeah, that's it's not one person doing. It. That's not the problem. How do you feel like uh, the past defense did? Uh, we were better there than than uh, the the run defense. They had almost 200 yards rushing the football, so we got to tighten that up. A couple more guys. Last week you said uh, we need to do a lot better job up front on um, defense and offensive lines. Early in the game, you kind of call more rollouts and things like that to protect the line. How did you feel the line held up today? Yeah, we did some good things, but we, you know, we got to cut down on the, the penalties all the way around. I mean, it really comes down to that. Whoever's making wherever, there are quite a few holding penalties here, and we've got to get rid of those. Um, so, on both sides of the ball. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the Chiefs' loss, and he's 100% right about the penalties, and it's worth bringing up because this Chiefs team, because of all these injuries, needs to be disciplined if they're going to win games that come down to these one scores. And again, they were not today. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. And the good news is it is a short turnaround, as you said earlier. Play on Thursday. Andy Reid said that you know you play the division. They're one and zero against the division this year. He's been good against the division in the past. He was two and four his first year, but then it's turned around from sixteen on to six and zero, five and one, five and one. He has owned this division. He needs to show it uh, with the road win again. You're not playing in front of the friendly. Fans at Arrowhead Stadium got to turn it around in Denver. And this will be a game for the Denver Broncos that they will look at as the equivalent of their championship because this is probably not so giving the Chiefs a 4-3 and three record to think about, as you said, Jay, on the mini buys, what they're going to be intending to do. Let's finish up with Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. You were able to put points on the board in the first half. Is that what you wanted to see as far as like last week? You weren't able uh, to do that going forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to do it really every every series you want to put it on. But um, uh, it was better uh, early. But we got to finish stronger. we got to finish games. and Gotta do a better job all the way around. Last two times, uh, each, each one of you guys tried to challenge the one was an offensive pass interference from you on the defensive side. On yours, I mean, the definition is, is egregious. I mean, you obviously thought, thought you could get it. Is that just going to be really hard for anyone to get that? Yeah, it's really hard. I, I, you know, that's it's a hard thing to get those overturned. I mean, I know that from the from being statistical, you know, the statistical analysis of it throughout the season. It's the chance of getting it is small, um, but I, I thought he was tackled, so I, I thought I'd throw it on there and see see what happened, um, but it didn't work out. Last one, be coach with it being two in a row now. Is what's your message or challenge to the Yeah, so we've got good good character in in, uh, in that locker room all the way around, um, and so. Uh, We've, uh, you know, we've got to stay positive and upbeat with it and, and uh, learn from the mistakes. And that's what we've got to do. I've seen us play better. So that's my responsibility, make sure we get, get to that position. And, uh, but the character of this team is, is solid. Um, 
we've just got we got to flip a few things. The margin of winning and losing in this league is minute, and you're just a play or two away from coming out of this thing with a win. And so uh, we've got to take care of business. That's what we have to do. And uh, every season is going to give you some hurdles that you have to uh, scale there. And th- this is this is one of those uh, challenges. So it, it tests you, uh, but we'll bear down. Down and get it done. That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Chiefs returning to action Thursday night, 7.20 p.m. against the Denver Broncos on Thursday night football. Broncos uh, lead the Titans 3 to nothing early on. This is why Vic Fangio was hired. I, don't, I think he's going to be uh, fired pretty early in Denver because of how he handles his quarterbacks. But this is why Denver went this way. With everybody else going offense, they go defense. And they'll face a team that's not great at running the football, but they average 100 and almost 113 yards a game on the ground, so that'll be challenging for the Chiefs. Right, and this is a situation where you could feel better about yourself pretty quickly. Right? And they've won seven. And, uh, you have Link and you're playing again. It's less than 100 hours, or you're going to have 10 days to think about how you've squandered a four-in-row record. It's going to be one of the two. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Let's keep the reaction to Texans and Chiefs going uh, with Neil and Lojack. What's up, Neil? Hey guys. Hey. Um, this game, it's a good thing the Halloween's coming up because this game and the last game, you can take it and put it in a bag and put it on somebody's porch and light it on fire. <laughs> Nothing but a big pile of dog doo doo. And I'm getting sick of watching this, cr- this crud. Um, I would like to know, really like to know, who are we supposed to blame at this point for this roster? I'm pretty sure, shout out to Show, because I have a feeling Show's going to come on tomorrow and he is going to talk about Brett Beach and he's going to talk about Andy Reid. And I have a feeling Show is going to say that this is Andy Reid's fault and Brett is more of a puppet for Andy. But we will never know the truth and that really bothers me because I want to know who's to blame for this atrocious excuse for a defense that we were supposedly overhauling and getting better. That opens up a line for you, 913-576-7610. I don't know if we're quite in blame mode yet, but for this two-loss skid and, and you want to talk about the roster, that's on Brett Veach, and I think Andy Reid is is roped into that because I've heard show. I'm on the show quite a bit, as you know, and the idea that when Brett Veach gets a player, he gets credit for Pat or maybe Juan Thornhill or McCole Hardman or even Breland Speaks, you got to remember, this is Andy Reid's hand-picked GM. Andy Reid is signing off on everything. If you really want to blame someone, I see a lot of the Brett Veach mentions in Twitter. It's still Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid for the successes. It's Andy Reid for the failures. This is Reid. He's the king of the Chiefs. He's the czar. He has that much power. He has the final say. It really isn't Brett Veach's fault. If you want to blame anyone, if you if you have to blame somebody, it's Andy Reid. It is. I mean, everything, the buck stopped with him. And when uh, Carl Peterson was here, he ran both the business side and the football side. They made a shift. You know, when Scott Piola got here, you just run the football side, and they've continued that with Mark Donovan doing the business side and having another GM running the front. Chris Ballard, could you say? Because the Chiefs listen, the Chiefs built this team with Andy Reid with an all-star front office. When you had Dorsey, when you had Chris Ballard, when you had Brett Veach all together, attrition has taken away Ballard, who I think would have been the GM here had he not been hired that January. In Indianapolis, I felt he would have been the GM here. And having checks and balances is good. And now here's the thing. 
And I, I don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors, but Andy Reid does sign off on everything. He was the guy that picked up the phone call when Kentucky was playing hardball about them getting Matt House. It was Andy Reid that made the phone call to get it done. I do believe, and I've heard him, I've said up there, that Brett Veach will give him a list of players to watch. And then he kind of selects them. Before they made the Breland Speaks pick, he went and watched all his plays. Right. Like, he finds guys and gives them to Andy Reid. And I do believe Reid is instrumental. But I do think a lot of times when it comes to defensive players, he lets Veach run wild and right. do what he wants. And they haven't exactly gone offensive heavy lately. And eventually they have to. Think about teams that draft a quarterback in the top 10 and specifically look at defense. Veach has had two drafts. Don't forget this. Veach has had two drafts yep. to draft defense. They, they spent a lot of time this year on defensive backs in the draft because Steve Spagnuolo is a defensive back guy. And with Dave Merritt and, and uh, Sam Madison and those guys doing the secondary, they spent a lot of time looking at the secondary. It's why, a big reason why Thornhill's here. But they had to shift things when they make the Frank Clark trade and their philosophies, and then Hardman became you know a question because you weren't yeah. sure if Ty was going to play or not for this team. But I do believe that Reed does, that Beach gives them a list of players when it comes to defense and then he selects them. But in the hierarchy, who would you say is the number one important person with the Chiefs? Clearly, it's Clark Hunt. He's the owner. Right. He writes the checks. Sure. Number two is Pat Mahomes. Yes. Number three is Andy Reid. Four is Brett Beach. And never forget that Andy Reid was hired before John Dorsey. A, very, a real unusual paradigm shift where usually the GM hires his own coach. Reid was hired before any GM. The Texans beating your Chiefs 31-24. to When we come back, it's time for AP Sounds of the Game. That's next. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show with Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. It's time for Sounds of the Game, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Still trying to get back in the field goal range here. Now on a third and 21 for KC. Mahomes with a flag down. He'll take the deep shot. It is caught! Tyreek Hill! What a play! Touchdown! Amazing! Well, because of the flag, Mahomes knew he had a free play. And welcome back, Tyreek Hill! Mahomes steps up. Mahomes delivers. Touchdown! Tyreek Hill! Second of the day for Hill! The Chiefs, an extra point away from regaining the lead. They are flipping out in Kansas City. AP Sounds of the Game are courtesy of CBS and brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, and Jay Binkley. Jay, the Chiefs uh, dropping their second game in a row, second game uh, of the season. We just heard there Tyreek Hill. There's one of the bright spots for the Chiefs today. It's that Hill not only returned to the lineup, he looked perfectly fine. He looked, he couldn't look more fine. He's desperately needed. I mean, it blows the top off of what kind of defense you're going to cover the Chiefs with. Good luck with me in coverage if you have Tyreek Hill on the field. And I was telling you earlier in the game, I'd like to see some more motions with him. I'd like to see him in the backfield a little bit to draw that mismatch, bring that safety De- up. Decoy action. It, decoy action, then you could take the top off with McCole Harden. Use that, utilize that speed, the Legion of Zoom. Use that speed. Yeah, but Tyreek Hill was desperately needed. This team was desperately no needing. And it was evident right away when that 46-yarder, that, and the way he just jumped out of the gym. 
But Kansas City needed reliability. They needed Tyreek Hill back in the worst way. And to say that he wasn't ever needed was ridiculous. Even though this team is racking up wins, you could tell there was cracks. This didn't fall apart today. This has been slowly leaking water onto the boat. It has been without Tyreek Hill because he makes such a difference defensively how you play the Chiefs. He's public enemy number one. Any defensive coordinator you listen to, which I listen to them all, right. to play the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill is brought up not as much as Pat. Pat's still just ahead of him, but it's always right back to Tyreek Hill, then Travis Kelsey. But Tyreek Hill is a nuisance to play against because he's that good. And I think it was evident in what he meant for the other players. Like Travis Kelsey, I think, looked a little bit better today and a little bit more open today because of Tyreek Hill. Four receptions for 58 yards. LaShawn McCoy, the run game opened up a little bit. Eight carries for 44 yards. Probably should have carried the ball a little bit more. Uh, if you want to get involved with the AP post game show, you can 913-576-7610 or hit us in the Protein House. Eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. Andrew, you've been waiting a while. What's on your mind? Yeah, I thought you guys forgot about me. No, never, Andrew. Come on. Because everybody kept, everybody kept cussing at you guys. Yeah, they were. Uh, um, we had raucous. a problem with cussing. It was raucous. I know. I promise I won't. But I guess I just have like two questions. Like one thing I just sure. think about a lot now is like, what if instead of Frank Clark, the Chiefs would have kept, um, shoot, I just forgot his name, went D- to Buffalo. D. Um, D Ford and, and Justin, Justin Houston? Houston? No, no, no. The, uh, the Mitch center. Morris? Gosh, Mitch Morris, right? No, uh, no, no, no. What's your second question? My second question is, I mean, I feel like I'm watching the Tennessee wild card game every single week. <laughs> With the referees? So he's talking about uh, Mitch Morse, um, move on. They couldn't make him the highest-paid center in football. Austin Ryder's been doing an okay job. Um, he's been better than okay. I mean, he really has. I mean, he only had one career start in the NFL before he got that chance last year with an injury when he filled in for Cam Irving, of all people, in Cleveland. But then he tore his ACL one start. But he's been okay. I mean, he's had the MVP last year. You know? And he's right about the referees. This whole thing with the reviewing, it's a complete joke. No referee, or I'm sorry, no head coach should use a challenge flag anymore in a penalty. You should, you wait, you're wasting a timeout. But at this point, sometimes, no. I mean, there were seven of 31 going into this game. So it, it, it has been reversed. Not lately. Last three weeks, one for 20. Keep it. They don't like to do it. But the example one for 20. It will last keep three it, weeks, but seven for 31 in coming into this week. Keep your timeouts. But here's because the, you need them. But need them at the end. Well, they should have learned a lesson because Ty Hilton. When that was reviewed last week, when he was called for offensive pass interference, listen, that was a big, that was one of the biggest jokes. The Chiefs got away with one there. Bad time. Um, and then, just in general, I thought this game was badly managed by the referees, and I, I am not making an excuse for that. I just think it's it's not a good look for the league. Uh, let's continue on. Lewis, what's on your mind? Hi, fellas. Um, I've got a few things, but I think I'll just keep it down to a couple. Sure. Um, I had never even heard of uh, Mr. Beach until the last couple of weeks, and so I don't want to pile on him. But I wanted to talk first about salary cap and then also our 4-3 defense love machine, um, as your advertising is now um, (laughs) sending us, on the salary cap. My understanding is we're $28 under the salary cap this year. Um, and that a reason, if that's true, a reason for that is to try to hoard money for the big contract that Mahomes will probably get. Dan Marino played 17 years in the NFL. He went to the playoffs 10 times to the Super Bowl once his rookie year. 
also concerned that there may have been too much emphasis placed on preserving salary cap for sure. one guy, uh, Mahomes. That's my first point. Second, uh, second point. Yep. Um, we went to a four-three defense this year from a three-four. You would you guys explain to me from a from a football point of view? Isn't a four-three scheme first and foremost intended to stop the run? I think ideally both schemes in, in their own way are, are designed to stop both the run and the pass. It's just a matter of where you're getting pressure and how the different things you can do yeah. in both schemes. Yeah, there's a few things there. There's a lot of, lot of factually inaccurate stuff in that last call. But Dan Marino's second year, the Chiefs are $22 million under the cap. And, yes, they are saving money from homes, but it's, it's, a, it's a big reason why they need to win now and need to win last year. That window, I think the window snuck up on the Chiefs. I don't think they realized how good – what they last had year last certainly year. did it, it, it but, but it was designed for this year no it was designed which, for this year but and right now the team looks worse yeah it does and they're saving money for patrick mahomes clearly the 22 million dollars is going to go to your quarterback that's why it's imperative to win and i use this example all the time the finest gm in football in my opinion is john schneider in seattle not the best general manager in sports but in the nfl i'll give it to schneider and they were able to go to the super bowl and win one and lose one but they went twice Paying a quarterback third-round money. You know, the secondary that had a sixth-rounder in Byron Maxwell, right. sixth-rounder in Richard Sherman, or fifth-rounder, sixth-rounder in um, Cam Chancellor, and a first-rounder in Earl Thomas. And Baldwin and Curse had a bunch of undrafted. They have the best undrafted free agency system, but they were able to strike while Aaron's hot. And then all of a sudden, you have to pay the Piper. You have to pay the Piper. What happened to the Royals? They had to pay the Piper. Now they have to rebuild their system. They got the ring. They cashed in. The Seahawks cashed in. They're rebuilding what they had. The Chiefs have got to be like those other teams and cash in. Don't Billy Bean this thing. No, and, and I, you know, I think the number according to over the cap is about twenty-two, uh, and so it does twenty-two that does allow you some fe- flexibility to, uh, if you want to make some moves at the at the trade deadline, that you wonder what uh, the the Chiefs end up doing with that free space. And then when it comes to the three-four and the four-three, the Chiefs back Nolo defense is the four-three base, but a lot of times. What you're seeing is that the team ends up in these nickel and dime packages anyway, just because uh, how the NFL has been um, and is and is more of a pass first yeah. league. And so the the difference in the schemes, I don't think is a, is as big of a deal as maybe we made of it in the off season. Well, Steve Spagnuolo even said they'll give you different looks. They, they're starting out in the nickel. <laughs> For right. depth chart, they, they essentially the, the start depth out chart nickel is in the nickel. Linebackers. Yeah, the the depth chart yeah. uh, is right now in the nickel. In the four three, supposed to be one gap responsibility instead of two gap. Like the 3-4. Again, if you're going to run 3-4, you need a horse. You need a Vince Woolfork down there. Even Poe, to some extent, I thought they did a pretty good job against the run, but they 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 don't have they didn't have the personnel for two-gap responsibility in 3-4. The 4-3 is a one-gap responsibility, supposed to free things up for your linebackers. And it's why the Ravens were so good against the run for so many times, because of what was done with Saragusa and stuff like that, the nose tackle, you know, keeping guys off Ray Lewis so we could flow sure. around and make tackles. Your linebackers should be your leading tacklers. That should be designed in a 4-3 element. And for what it's worth, and this is from the great job that my guy, uh, the defensive film analyst for Arrowhead Pride, uh, Craig Stout does at ArrowheadPride.com every week, analyzes the defense. Uh, the Chiefs were in the 4-2 over heading into this game 38% of the time. That's their number one formation. So we nailed it right on the head. It's it's a 4-2 look most of the time. Well, you have to. You almost have to be a nickel anymore. Speaking of the Chiefs defense, a guy that is always on the mind of Chiefs fans is Frank Clark. Frank Clark talked to the media after the game. Really interested in hearing what he had to say. Here's Clark. 
I feel like that's one thing we gotta do. We gotta get back to our aggression and you know our passion for stopping the run. Uh, as you can see, early in the season, six you know the week, um, six weeks, we haven't been able to do that. That's just being honest. Uh, over 100 yards rushing every um, week, you know, against opponents. You know, um, some running backs, you know, they um, you know more well known than others, but you know, we're just making everybody look awesome. You know, we're making every running back we play look awesome. You know, um, for the most part, the offense is playing. We really haven't shut down the offense this year, and that's um, something we got to do in order to win. We can't keep putting the pressure on our offense to do everything. We can't keep putting the pressure, you know, um, you know those guys to get the job. Now, we know what they can do, but we got to give them more opportunities. You know, we got to slow the game down on defense so that, you know, um, we're not getting these extended drives, nine play drives, three play drives, you know, more than enough. You know, everything um, start to change. You also had a. We also had a lot of guys that were out due to injuries, a couple of faces. How do you think they did fill it in? Uh, they did with their coaches too. You know, at the end of the day, um, they did the best they can do, and um, that's all you ask for. Our players. You know, you ask for their best, and you know, no matter what they're going through, you know, at this point in the season, everybody's dealing with stuff. You know, um, hate to see it, hate to see injuries, but um, at the end of the day, you know, they were just done with their coach to do. Um, that's all you can ask. For. How much did the four, so eighty-three plays to forty-seven plays? Just in the second half, how frustrating is that? When you get third down opportunities, can't get off the field. You just how frustrating is that? It's a war on throughout the day. It's very frustrating because at the end of the day, those are, you know, all more plays you plan, you know, unnecessary plays. And, you know, you got these opportunities, you got the fields, you know, you might have a penalty or something that extends the drive and stuff like that that we can control that self inflicted. So at the end of the day, um, not, 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 not getting enough pressure on the quarterback, you know, we didn't um, do our job as far as that. So at the end of the day, you got these collaborative things that's going on all at the same time. You, know, you don't stop the run, you're not tackling good. Um, um, Carlos, he did a great job. You know, he did a great job running the ball today. You know, of course, we knew that. You know, he coming from us. You know, we knew he had some animosity out there towards us, of course, as any player should. And um, he showed up. You know, he did his thing. So at the end of the day, we got to come back in here tomorrow, man. It's a, it's a short week. Yeah, a very short week, man, until we play in the game. So we got to come out here tomorrow and get ready to, um, you know, watch the film and get it out of our minds so we can get on um, – to, on track for Thursday. How much did the penalties impact the flow of this game on defense? A lot, man. A lot. Anytime, you know, you having penalties, you know, sometimes you can control them, sometimes you can't, but at the same time, you know, um, we got to eliminate the big plays. Got to gotta, gotta tackle when we can, got to um, keep them out the end zone, and, you know, you just got to buckle up. We got to buckle down. At the end of the day, those are things we didn't do. Thank God we got 10 more games than this um, regular season, so we just got to shake back and get everything right. Always just team stress and attitude. You feel that the attitude just wasn't there or something just back? How, how do you try to put an attitude in basically three days? Um, it's not really something we develop over three days. It's impossible. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, it's something we develop as a team over the course of the year. That's developing the identity. You know, that's the attitude you're talking about. Is you know what type of attitude you got as a defense. You know, and the run stopping concept. And when it comes to pass, you know, you know the pass part of things. So um, it's it's really getting back to what we know, getting back to where we feel. You know, we're comfortable with, and that's just you know trusting each other, playing playing team ball, playing great team defense. And you know, when you're able to do those things and able to look at you know the next man on the line. Ever take that over and say, I got you, got my back. You know, those are the things you need out there from the defense. I mean, you guys are four and two, though, to start the season. There's no cause for panic, right? No, nah, not at all. No cause. You know, it's just some things we got to shape up. That's all. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, we haven't played a perfect game on defense, and we're not going to play a perfect game, but we need to play a little bit better. 
You know, we need to be better. We need to eliminate this rush, you know, at the end of the day. You slow down that rush, you can have more fun. I don't believe we didn't get a lot of third and long opportunities once again. You know, when you're getting probably three or four opportunities a game to rush on third downs, you know, true third downs, you know, other than third and three, third and two, third and four, that's not a true, you know, pass rush opportunity when you got a guy like Deshaun Watts. You know, you got a guy who can, he's a dual threat, he's running the ball, running pass options, you know, all type of stuff. So at the end of the day, you know, Tinko keep on trying to go after these things. You got to understand that. Got to make the necessary changes. Um, get back on track. There's the game quick. Can you take us through that fourth down play to do Andre Hopkins? What what exactly went wrong on that play? Uh, one of the best receivers in the league made a great play. That's, that's all I see. Just a little more talk, I think, from Frank Clark. And at some point here, and I said this earlier, I mean, you could say and do, or I'm sorry, you can say all the right things, but at a certain point, you got to play well. And I don't think we've even seen that this year. No, we haven't. It's it's an attitude business, you know, against the run. He's talking about against the run, you know. It's an attitude business. And the RPOs that the Texans ran, Chiefs ran them. They just had to throw wind in them more than run them. But you heard him talking about that, the defense. And they did start off good. First quarter, 17-3. You know, Frank Clark with a forced fumble. It's like, whoa, where's this been? Frank Clark with the pressure on the quarterback. Where has this been? Then all of a sudden, it started to dissipate as the Texans made their adjustments. They adjusted the Chiefs didn't, and that was the biggest uh, problem with the game. But this is an attitude business, and right now they need an identity. They have zero identity on defense right now. Now, it could have started by going out and having a good game against a good offense like the Texans. It could have started first quarter. They all right, would start an identity with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, build this identity, right. build this defense, and then all of a sudden it starts trending in the other direction, and that toughness and attitude is missing. And I think they have some people. I think the, the Honey Badger, he can't do it all. And I think he wants to, and he, you know, he wants to try to to do more to help this defense. I mean, he's the right guy with the right attitude that I feel that they need, but they've got to get tougher up front. And Thursday night, I mean, you get Joe Flacco, you should feel okay about that. But I mean, what is Philip Lindsay and, and and Freeman going to do to this Chiefs defense? I, That's all they're going to do because the last two weeks, the Chiefs have been beaten by the run. They've been beaten by time of possession. Royce Freeman running the football, and Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay are talented running backs. I mean, Carlos Hyde was tradable at, at, at the roster deadline. This is Philip Lindsay. Like, Philip Lindsay, what is he going to do against this Chiefs DSM? Marlon Mack hobbling around. Seen. Steve, what's up? Steve, we got you. Hey, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, okay. I just want to preface this by saying uh, it's been a fun last year and a half watching this team. Even the losses over the past 18 months have been good losses, in my opinion. But right. I felt like I watched a carbon copy, and it's the first time I've been mad with this team really internally in that time frame. So um, I just want to get your opinion on, is it apathy? Is it lack of physical talent? Is it lack of awareness or just arrogance? I'm asking what's going on in practice. I know the CBA limits the ability to hit, things like that, but you guys just hit on a little bit about attitude. And then that last offensive drive, I felt like I was watching the last Colts offensive drive. Reed calls an inexplicable run play on second and 13, which got stopped, and then we're forced to try to convert to third and 13, and then we punt it back to a defense that got beat up all day. And finally, whenever the Texans needed a third or fourth and short, they ran that crosser to Hopkins. I mean, is Spagnuolo watching film? Do they have that capability during the game? It looked like Breland and Ward or somebody got, you know, crossed up on that play, but they got to figure that out, guys. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah, thank you for the call. I think the main thing right now, and this isn't going to make a lot of Chiefs fans happy, 
It's that they're badly banged up. And the players that are in charge of holding down the fort, keeping this going in the right direction while some of these starters get back in the mix are just not doing the job and are looking pitiful at, at, at some points during the game. And then for me, the second point, I totally agree with you. Andy Reid, it was, as he said, second and long, decides to run at that point. At that point, it's too late. You didn't establish a run earlier in the game. You have to be throwing the football. I mean, I know we made a point of uh, we feel like there should have been more carries in this game, but at that point, you got to throw the football. You got uh, you're second and long. You're not, you're not gonna you're not gonna win the game that way. Again, they 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 passed where they should have ran this game and ran where they should have passed. The bottom line is is you think about this team, Pete, and the way it's built. And I know that they're four and two. And you heard some of the questions to some of the players. Hey, you're still four and two, right? Yeah, yeah. No. We look at this team differently, and you should view this team differently. This it should be a Super Bowl-caliber team. This is not it banged up. Everybody's banged up in the NFL. Matter of fact, no team, when the, when the Packers won their Super Bowl, right. Aaron Rodgers, no team had more members on the IR that year than the Green Bay Packers. But, this is, but Chris Jones is The Colts do. You're not going to find a team more banged up than that Colts defense last week. A bad defense that they couldn't do anything Chris against. Chris Jones, to me, is a top five defensive well, of player. Of course, league, but everybody deals with injuries. Right. I Both mean, corners were out at that game at a different time. Both safeties never even played. Two guys made their first NFL snaps in that Colts game. But again, it's how we view the Chiefs. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I have four and two. Good record still. No, it's how you view the team. Is this a Super Bowl team or not? This team was one play away from the Super Bowl. It should be viewed as a team that can get to the Super Bowl. We viewed this team like the Patriots in the upper tier in the AFC. Yeah, that, They're that not there anymore. That might have been a joke. They're not there anymore. The way that this team had been playing. Travis, what's up? What's up? This is Travis, the custodian. Um, Hi, Travis. Member Phil Descoke. Uh, shout out, Sean and Vern. Um, just get ready for some straight sex of two minutes of that pee, okay? Um, real quick, though. Yes. Uh, at the end of the day, this is Andy Reid's fault. The defense is bad. Uh, he could have had Rex Ryan. He's talked about wanting to come back and coach. He could have hired Steve Wilkes. He didn't after he got fired. I mean, look at Eric Murray in, in Cleveland now. He's actually looked to, see, to be a pretty decent safety over there. I mean, he was one of the worst safeties I've ever seen last year. And, and Andy Reid can lie all he wants and say that uh, Brett Beach is in charge. Now, we all know who's making the football decisions, and that's Andy Reid. And he needs to take accountability. He's not going to do that. Right. But that's the truth. I blame Beach, too. Yeah. It, right. And Steve Spagnuolo, it, he's not it. He had two good runs with the Giants at the end of the season where Eli and the defenses got hot with – all-star players, and it, he's not it. So that's they it. Beat the Patriots, undefeated Patriots. But yeah, I mean, good I thought that year off would help Steve Spagnuolo. You know, because he said he went to NFL Films. He lives out there, you know, near the headquarters. Kind of regrouped himself. Looked at things. This is an all-star coaching staff on defense. I like what they did. Like coming this season, I like the moves that they did. They spent two years on the draft on defense, and yet this is what you have. Again, it comes down to get Pat Mahomes. I, well, right now, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey, not a lot else. No, I, I agree. And the caller was looking for answers and saying Andy Reid is lying. Um, I don't think Andy Reid's lying. I think he's just a players and a I would I guess say personnel man's coach where he he does welcome the blame. I think the Brett Veach thing is built in, so he now no longer has to answer personal questions. Like you can't ask Andy Reid a personal question at the press conference because he'll just say. You know, you know that's Brett's, uh, and, and you only get to talk to Brett Veach like once or twice a year, uh, only around draft time. He, he needs to times. he needs to check himself and talk to the defense. I mean, 
We know we can do defense again. Our reference you know only in 2013. Andy Reid's giving him pointers. Andy Reid knows defenses because he schemes against defenses every week. <clears throat> you don't think he could find something wrong with his defense? No, I know. But instead of sitting with Pat a little bit of all the time, he's got to go help him. I'm sure. Go hold Steve's hand if you have to. I don't want to say that Andy Reid is not reviewing film. I mean, this guy works constantly. I just don't know if they have the answer for it right now. So it is a talent issue as well. I do agree with that. that, Someone asked us that question. I agree with that. The work is being put in. It's strictly, to me, a talent issue. It was a 31 to 24 final at Arrowhead Stadium this year, or I'm sorry, today. The Texans coming away with the victory. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up with the AP player of the game, and we will give our final verdict. That's all next. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. The creepy coffin of Lucky Loot is haunting the 7th Street Casino all through Halloween. Play all month long for entries to win your share of over $20,000 in Lucky Loot that we're giving away October 31st. Come on, Kansas City. Play creepy coffin of Lucky Loot and win bigger at 7th Street Casino, Kansas City's only all-slots casino located in the heart of downtown KCK. Ticketsmarter.com has the tickets you want to the hottest concerts, sports, theater, and family shows in Kansas City. All in one place with a fast, hassle-free two-step checkout. Plus, Ticketsmarter.com offers a low price guarantee. Ticketsmarter, not harder. Ticketsmarter.com. Okay, it's almost opening time. Got to email over photos of this season's line. As a business owner, you've got a million things to think about. Can't forget about that video conference later. Dealing with second-rate cable internet shouldn't be one of them. But I did switch to AT&T Internet for Business with integrated broadband and wireless connection. So I've got this. AT&T Internet for Business is designed for business. With an integrated network that gives you 99.9% reliability. So you can focus on running your business. Really need to update the website. And figure out whatever that was. And even if the power suddenly goes out or if a construction worker accidentally cuts your cable line, AT&T Internet backup automatically has you covered so your business stays one step ahead all right it's go time choose fast highly reliable at&t internet for business today and get a 100 at&t visa reward card go to att.com business internet or call 855-433-5700 to take advantage of this offer today the at&t visa reward card is issued by the bank bank pursuant to a license from visa usa inc and can be used everywhere visa debit cards are accepted in the united states u.s virgin islands and puerto rico no cash access the Bancorp bank member fdic PRA Health Sciences is seeking healthy, non-smoking men and women ages 18 to 55 for a study of an investigational medication and must be of non-childbearing potential. Volunteers must be available for one stay of 14 nights and one follow-up visit. Qualified participants may receive compensation up to $4,100 for study-related time and travel. Call PRA today at 913-210-5900 or visit us on the web at prastudies.com. With Homevestors, we're the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You know us. You've seen us around Kansas City for 25 years. We're local. We're fans of the local team. We buy houses in as-is condition. You have repair problems, maybe a divorce or an issue that you just want to get rid of a house. Call the We Buy Ugly Houses people. 1-800-44-BUYER or webuyuglyhouses.com. Call us today. We're local. We'll be out there today. Webuyuglyhouses.com or 1-800-44-BUYER. Give us a call today. Play the creepy coffin of Lucky Loot at 7th Street Casino for chances to win over 20000 in Lucky Loot on Halloween night. 7th Street Casino, Kansas City's only all-slots casino, located in the heart of downtown KCK. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. 
Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Chiefs losing their second game of the season. And another point to what we were talking about before the break, Jay. Yeah, they're 4-2, and two, but it's a lot about the way you get there. I've heard several football players, Sean Barber, um, Jamal Charles, uh, a couple coaches, they break it up into four parts of the season. So a lot of those people in the locker room right now are looking at it as, okay, well, now we're 0-2 for the second fourth because they, they go, let's let's try to get to 3-1 and one in each fourth, and then we'll be in the playoffs. And two losses at Arrowhead Stadium in a row. But I'm with you. You have, to, you have to chunk it up. But here's the thing about it. How do you view this team, Pete? That's what it comes down to. Helpless. Here's the one thing about it. They're still within a score. Teams, again, right. aren't lighting up the scoreboard against Chiefs had the ball. They had the ball twice more than the Chiefs did, twice as much. And the Chiefs have been killed in time of possession lately, but they stay within one score. That's because Mahomes, and he can't do everything for this team. But again, I don't think teams care. They want the W. That's all they want. Jameis Winston, eat the W. That's all they care about. I know God. some people were happy. Oh, 19 points against the Lions. Chiefs move Bullcrap. That's all they wanted to do is run the football, time of possession. They were just more physical than the Chiefs. That's what it comes down to. More physicality the last two weeks than the guys in red. It's time now for our AP player of the game. The AP player of the game is brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. Our player of the game is Tyree Kill. Ten targets. He caught five passes, 80 yards, and two touchdowns in his return. Again, one of the only bright spots for the Chiefs today is that Tyree Kill looked like he was comfortable and he was back. No question about it. And him being back just really stood out. I mean, it stood out immediately like how much they needed him. But we've talked about it, Pete, uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. Even you know, even when they were winning games, you know, he was the missing ingredient. Wait till he comes back. The running game is going to be better. Everything is going to be better with Tyree Kill, and definitely he helped with the coverage. I do think when he's hundred percent, they can totally they'll put him in the backfield, do a little bit more with him because he's such a weapon for this offense. The guy has a special skill set. In the NFL, and it's on full display today. Again, the sixth receiver to lead in yardage this year in six games. So Tyree Kill leads the Chiefs in receiving yardage. Carlos Hyde led the game in rushing yardage. 26 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown spent. Training camp with the Chiefs was traded late to the Texans. Had a pretty good game. Here was Hyde after the game. Yeah, they got they got a good team. Don't take anything away from them. You know, um, but we came in on all sides of the ball. We executed our game plan and came out with the winner. Was this was this extra special because of what you wanted to accomplish? Against a bunch of guys you know and respect. Yeah, you know, I definitely had a lot of chip on my shoulder. You know, how things turned out here, you know, it definitely had a lot of extra motivation. You know, I'm thankful where I'm at and how things are going where I'm at. How good is this football team you're playing for now? Real good, you know. Come in and get a big win like that, you know. Uh, we definitely should put the league on notice after that one. See, right there, Carlos Hyde says, we definitely put the league on notice after that one. And that was something that we said early in this season. When you have Patrick Mahomes, you are one play away from the Super Bowl, like everyone says. You put together a 4-0 start, you're going to have a target on your back. You've gotten people's best game now the past four weeks. You were able to squeak out that one against the Lions. The Ravens almost uh, came within a score. A couple things broke their way. It'd be a different game. You lost to the Colts, and now uh, you've lost to the Texans. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond? Coming in, the Texans' defense, uh, way behind their offense. I mean, they came in as a 20th-ranked defense. Uh, the run defense was actually pretty good. 12th in the NFL pass defense, 25th. So maybe that's what Andy was thinking when he's wanted to attack him. But, you know, zig when they zag. Look at the Colts. They're so injured in the secondary. Let's throw the football and beat them that way. The Colts were just simple, man. Just simple. Run the football. 
long, sustained drives, picking up first downs, being more physical at the punch than the Kansas City Chiefs winning in the trenches, offensive, defensive line. Yes, should the league be put on notice? Yes. Um, good win, especially in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, the last two weeks, uh, what the Colts came in with the hodgepodge team that still bothers me, that game. And also, you know, the Chiefs are right there, but this is how teams are going to beat the Chiefs. Run the football, play action, uh, you know, just a little bit of defense, try to flip the field. But they they were in a hole 17-3. That doesn't happen to the Chiefs. I think When you, they're up, they're up, man. And they, they keep rolling on offense. I think teams in the NFL, you had this whole thing early on about, oh, there's going to be film out on Pat. Now that there's film on Pat, he's going to be a little bit stoppable. He's going to regress. And I don't buy that. I think what's bothering Pat right now is occasionally his ankle. He's still putting up numbers that would be great for another quarterback. You can tell he just is not that insane player right now, which is going to happen. But I'm looking at, at each game, right? And you're learning how teams are thinking that they have to beat the Chiefs. Like, for example, the Ravens just tried to score every point they could. The Lions, man coverage, and they try to two all the time. Yep. They try to knock the ball out of the Chiefs' hands. You saw that a bit today in the Texans game, where the Texans, I think, at, on, on on some occasions, were trying to knock the football out more than they were uh, trying to tackle. Now, running the football has become another theme. The book on how to beat the Chiefs is out, and until you curb that, you're going to see the same stuff every week. Slow, methodical. They don't care if it's one score game. Right, exactly. It doesn't matter. As he, long as at the end of the day, no one remembers how close the game was. We'll remember we lost the Colts this year. That's what you remember. Chiefs lost to the Colts. It's not going to be how close the game was or was in one score. It's who got the W and who got the L. Yeah, 100%. And, and again, I, I just look at this run game and I look at the linebackers and, and how they're tackling for this Chiefs team. Um, the line feels like it's a little bit in trouble now without Chris Jones. Frank Clark moving him to different parts of the field a bit more today. It didn't really look like it led to as much success as you need to see. The other side not really making any noise. Deshaun Watson, who is going to be one of the better quarterbacks now you'll see that goes up against Patrick Mahomes each and every year. He basically was comfortable all game long. You could tell there was never a moment where Deshaun Watson was worried about being hit, taken to the ground. He was rushing all over the Chiefs. He was throwing at will. If his wide receivers, who are usually talented, catch the football, Will Fuller had three drops. Yeah. DeAndre it's a different game. It's, it's more than one score. It, or miss, miss the extra point. Yeah, and so I look at this 31-24, and it's fine, I think, that the Chiefs were close, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, the Texans, how many field goals did they miss? Fairborn, Fairborn their, their kicker, may, may not even have a job tomorrow. There were so many reasons why the Chiefs could have taken control of this game, and they simply could not do it. They could not do it, whether it was the play calling, the defense, Mahomes being hobbled, and lack the of pressure. The too. Exactly. It, 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 LaShawn McCoy ends up with eight carries for 44. There are just so many things that went into this loss. It's like, okay, now you have to regroup. The benefit that you have now on this short rest is it's a division opponent. So you already have an idea of what you're going to do against that team. I want to get now to our final verdict. Uh, final verdict is brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury lawyer. That's Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury lawyer. Final verdict, Jay, what do you take away from this game as the Chiefs go into this quick turnaround headed into Thursday night? Attitude in capital letters. It's winning on offense by running the football, stopping the run on defense. That's a physicality thing. Offensive linemen, what do they like to do? They like to run the ball. At the end of the game, they love to talk about the run. Now, I understand. Pat Mahomes is not 100%. I would never advocate for taking the ball out of his hands. But eventually, 
you got to help him out a little bit. And we've seen a couple weeks now in a row where they're just not running the football and in places that they should have ran the football and not throwing in places where they actually ran the football. I, I do think that once they got in, the Texans made the adjustments, the Chiefs didn't. But a lot of it comes down to attitude, especially letting somebody take your will away from you at your home stadium by doing whatever they can. 10, 11, 12 play drives. Embarrassing. The Colts 14 play drive. Losing an arrowhead back-to-back weeks, that's an attitude thing, man. It starts with the offensive line, the defensive line. They're not going to be helped at the trade deadline. Injuries are not going away with this team. It, it, well, they're yes, just they're going to be hurt by this team. But you've got to change the attitude and be physical and punch somebody in the mouth. Like, they consistently get punched in the mouth. They get punked. They get ran over. They have got to change their attitude. And that starts with Andy Reid chewing a little bit of ass. Yeah, Andy Reid, I think and I, I believe he does this, and it's more so behind closed doors than you will see it. He's got to look this defensive coaching staff, starting with Steve Spagnuolo in the eyes, and say, if we don't fix this, this year is not only, I think, at risk for not getting a division win or a you, – you, you, could, you could end up here in the situation where you got to figure out a way to make the playoffs. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many injuries you have. You have to be able to win with the guys on the field. And right now, I'm, I mean – I can understand why fans are losing confidence. It just looks like the Chiefs are lost. Lost, and Andy Reid needs to step over and help the defense a little bit. You know, Pat's fine. Pat's fine. I know that worked great last right. year. MVP, Pat, and Andy, you know, heads together. They're, they're, they're neat every Friday, whatever. He's got to go over and help the defense. And this defense did get better with Andy Reid. Remember when he switched to Peterson, then Nagy? Yeah. He was able to stand next to Bob Sutton. Right. Chew Bob Sutton out a little bit. You know, be assertive. You're the head coach. Everything falls on you. The offense and the defense, you're the head coach and ultimately responsible for what happens. It's time for him, like like Romeo did when he took right. his, his, his name off the defense. and put up, I'm not saying do that with Andy Reid, but he needs to be more assertive when it comes to this defense. This is a reflection of him. Hey, guys, speaking of those names you just mentioned, I did a poll earlier on our Twitter uh, feed for Arrowhead Pride and, our, and myself on Twitter. Who's to blame for this right now? Andy Reid, Brett Veach, Spags, or Bob Sutton? <laughs> Uh, the Bob Sutton thing is pure sarcasm and to be funny. Andy Reid right now with a slight edge, 28%. Brett Veach at 27%. Spags at 25%. And Bob Sutton at 20%. Nice. 4,956 nice. votes. So That's a funny poll that you included, Bob Sutton, so I enjoy that. The, the, the non-funny thing about that poll is, yeah, you can try to find who to blame. I know there were no players in that, whatever. Players need to be better. And it all comes down to Andy Reid. I mean, you want to blame Brett Veach. Andy Reid has the final say. You want to blame, blame Steve Spagnuolo? Andy Reid handpicked him and brought him in, probably was eyeing him the entire year because Spagnuolo took his first year off since 1980. Why do you think he was off? Because he was looking at this job right here that he ended up getting. And to be fair, has not done a good enough job so far. Yeah, I can't blame the owner. He gave him the cash. You spend it wisely. You go spend whatever you want. Bring in whoever you want, Andy. And you can understand why, and I think that's something you have to remember uh, again, when you're evaluating the head coach and you're evaluating the football team that you love so dearly, it's, it, there were times when the Chiefs didn't make the playoffs for years and years. Now they consistently do. I understand, like with the Royals, why as a fan it's not good enough. You say, okay, we were right there. Now let's get it done. You expect that after a while. But keep in mind, it's not easy to make the playoffs in the NFL. It isn't. And the Chiefs consistently do it now. Pat and Andy have a lot to do with that. No question about it. Buck stops there. You need to take a look in the mirror and understand – Make adjustments, Andy. 
Right. You saw how the and Lions beat you? I mean, this is a tw- this is a 21st year as a national I thought he flipped, man. That first quarter, I was like, I saw things from the defense. I saw the the offense running. I mean, the, the play calling was excellent. What happened to it? What happened to it, Pete? The whole idea of the game uh, changes attitude, man. when Pat goes down. And, and I think that's the problem I, I find, too. you got to keep Pat clean. No question about it. Should be run, a, pound the rock, Pete. Should be a great week of Chiefs coverage leading into what will be Thursday night football. Of course, uh, Fesco in the morning, show and burn, uh, bink at night, the drive. I'm sure we'll all have your takes. Pete's points. Yeah, Pete's points uh, tomorrow night. The, the uh, segment that Jay uh, just made up. I want to thank Ron the Show Hughley, uh, Stephen Serta, the Sports Machine, Sean Levine for for getting us sound today at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, thanks to Dusty Likens, who always does a good job providing polls and then helping us out behind the scenes, answering your phone calls. Uh, Jay, you were great today. What's your final thought now of Chiefs-Texans? Uh, final thought, Pete, is, is attitude, attitude, attitude. Not changing that. It's got to be an attitude, my friend. You need to change your attitude, too. It's the Chiefs and Broncos Thursday night, 6 o'clock. That's the time for the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate. We'll see you then. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.